Mr. David Morton, our press contact, has just brought us a couple more people for this hour. We actually have Josh and RJ here. Welcome, guys. Big Red. Tell us a little bit about Big Red and what you're all about, guys. Uh, Well, Big Red's a car me and my dad uh, built back in the late 80s uh, to do open road racing. And uh, we did a number of races down in Mexico and uh, La Carrera and Silver State Classic. we did, in fact, win those races and uh, averaged 199 miles an hour in the Silver State Classic. Wow. Um, had an editor uh, from Hot Rod with me while we did it. Yeah. And um, really kind of uh, really uh, uh, made a name for the car. And uh, we've continued racing it over the years. And um, they finally came out with the retro Z28 Camaro, yep. which was the, the same car that Big Red was and or is. And uh, we decided it would be a great idea to uh, kind of do a tribute car and then sell it at auction uh, for Ride to Recovery for oh, Wounded wow. Soldiers. Well, and tell us a little bit about Project Hero, the Ride to Recovery, and everything else. Yeah, uh, Ride to Recovery is a really great uh, organization. Uh, they'll service uh, 10,000 uh, wounded uh, vets annually. And, um, you know, they get them involved in bike rides. And it's, it's all about rehabilitation and sort of getting them re-back uh, reintegrated into yeah. doing things and, uh, and competing and uh, so it's a really great cause and absolutely um, yeah you know uh, we know a lot you know we wanted to try to create some excitement in the auction and um, so what we did was we got it's an, it's an actual Z28 Camaro we okay. put on the 2015 uh, yeah, oh, 2000, nice. yes. and we put on an SLP uh, supercharger which actually hadn't been done before to oh, this wow. car and in fact they developed the supercharger for this car and the ones you'll get on future ones will be from this car. Nice. Um, we've done suspension upgrades, um, uh, did uh, uh, Forge Line wheels. Uh, they made wheels for us that uh, looked like the original uh, Big Red's wheels. Yeah. And you know, put the stripes on it, redid the interior. Um, and we just think it's a great package. Uh, you know, the, this the 2015 C28, you know, will outhandle a Z06. Um, it doesn't have as much power, but now that we put the uh, SLP supercharger on it, it's putting out about 640 horsepower. Oh, wow. And uh, so we think, uh, you know, it could probably take a Z06. Or and at least the, give it uh, a run for the ZL1. Run. It's got the horsepower of a ZL1, but it's got the Z28 and right. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's everything you need in a Camaro. Incredible. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Very nice, guys. Well, love it. So this uh, this car is going to go up today, is that right? Yeah, we're uh, lot S84, so I think we're about 40 away. Okay, okay. okay. Nice. Wow. Yeah. So, so we should be there here in the next couple hours. I definitely want to uh, cover that while we're here. Yeah, we're definitely going to be looking for that when it comes by. All right, cool. Absolutely, yeah. yeah we got our fingers crossed. And, you know, really hoping. You know, we've had a lot of people come by and look at the car and, and give us a lot of interest. So we're yeah. kind of yeah, hoping been, to get some good numbers for the charity. It's, yeah, no, absolutely. It's been like a 12-month project, and uh, it's taken you know 12 months to get. You know, the sponsors were really, really uh, generous and really jumped on board. Uh, SLP, Forge Line, UMI Performance, uh, some smaller guys in Southern California, Hillbank Motorsports. They did all the assembly on it. Okay. Um, designer Auto Accessories, Gary Dins- Disney did all the uh, interior. It's just beautiful red Alcantara wow. uh, interior. Because as you know, on the Camaros, the uh, stock uh, interior is a little leaves a little little to, to, be, be, desired. to be desired. Yeah. Right. So That's this, a very nice way to put it. George. This one, this one will, uh, <laughs> this one will knock your socks off. So. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know we we initially thought maybe RJ would would drive it in the Silver State Classic in September as sort of like the 25 year anniversary of what he did back in '89, uh-huh. but then 
because uh, maybe we'll keep the miles down and we'll, we'll thrash it. We'll let the new owner take it out and beat right. the piss out of it. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> They're hard miles, so yeah, you know, yeah, we yeah. want to we want to be able to deliver the car new and you know right. totally clean. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, how frequently do y'all race Big Red? Uh, we do uh, frequently, uh, you know, four or five times a year lately. Oh, wow. um, recently, we've just uh, taken the car down to its parts, and uh, it's, it's never been down uh, to that basic of a part since uh, it was built. Oh, and wow. uh, we're going through the whole thing, repainting, redoing, rewiring, um, and uh, lightening it up. And so it'll probably be done uh, hopefully end, end before June. Yeah, end of May, because uh, we got it. we're going to be doing a Pikes Peak oh, wow. uh, oh, challenge wow. this year. Yeah, the, nice. yeah, we'll run the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb in June, yep. late June. Okay. And we're running the Pikes Peak Open Class. Um, uh, engine builders building a brand new motor, going to make about a thousand horsepower. We're going to electronic fuel injection for the first time in oh. Big Red's history. Wow! And, wow. Uh, because of the altitude, you know, Pikes Peak it ends at yeah. over fourteen thousand feet, and right. um, you know, you can get carburetors to do it, but you know, they're running real fat by the top, right. and so you know, the fuel injection works a lot better. And it's just part of what we've always done with Big Red is, is you know, sort of a constant upgrade. Yeah. So the, after that, we're going to go back to some of the flying mile stuff, like Texas with the new supercharged motor. We just ran. Uh, 251.8 miles an hour in September at a mile and a half event in Mojave. Wow, nice. So we now claim the uh, world's fastest 69 Camaro. Wow. If anybody out there knows anybody that's running the 69 Camaro faster than 251, please bring it. let us know. Bring it. Bring it. We'll we have a race. Race. Bring it on. Yeah. Yeah, bring that on. Uh, once she comes back from a redo, I, we, I think it'll even be faster, actually. Yeah. Continue what, to fine tune the supercharger. What is it, what is it like? Because I mean, I've I've driven a couple cars on closed tracks, you know, where you can go and like do like the sports driving stuff and everything. But what is it actually like to be in the pit and racing in an automobile like that, RJ? Like, it's got to be ab an absolutely incredible experience. It's more fun than humans should be allowed. Yeah. Um, I feel very uh, lucky and honored that uh, you know I get to do this kind of stuff. It's it's uh, it's great competition. You know, it's uh, racers are really a, a great group of people, and. Um, you know, like I say, it's really you get the chance to really kind of push yourself, uh, push yourself to the edge and really see what you can do. And yeah. it's always, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Yep. But uh, it's always fun to compete. And, um, you know, I think it makes me at least feel, still feel young. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, you know, Josh was mentioning a few minutes ago about the upcoming changes the y'all are making going to EFI and stuff like that with it. Uh, not many people realize that, like, race cars are pretty much just about like a project constantly in flux you know like you're always finding something to tool out something that something that you can make cleaner run better how frequently are y'all making major changes like that to big red uh, actually uh, frequently because what we do is we try to go to new events and even mm -hmm. over the last couple of years you know we did El Mirage and Bonneville for the first time okay and um, that required a whole new setup and um, you know as we started you know, for a long time in Big Red's history, we only used uh, naturally aspirated engines. Oh, wow. Um, and that's how we were able to do these 90 and 125 mile races, basically wide open the whole time yeah. and still have the car live. Uh, but as we started to get into these mile runway events and Bonneville and El Mirage, you know, we just realized we had to take the next step and make a lot more power. Yeah. And so we, uh, so we now we have another engine combination where we use a Pro Charger. And, um, you know, the normally aspirated one puts out uh, a little over 1,000 horsepower, and the supercharged one now puts out uh, over 1,700 horsepower. Oh, wow. And wow. that's how, like, so to do 251 in the mile and a half, um, or, you know, in Bonneville, we got up to 237. You know, to do that kind of stuff, you got to have more than 1,000 horsepower. Yeah. So, 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 
first-gen Camaro is just always going to struggle with poor aerodynamics, and we see these GT40s and Corvettes, you know, with 108 turbos on them, and they're clicking off 240, 260s. Mm -hmm. You got well, to pretty soon. You got to yeah. join the dogs if you want to run with the dogs. Right, yeah, yeah, it's right, a lot right. of fun going out of these events because all my competitors are like he's saying, you know, Veyrons, Lamborghinis, you know, uh, GT40s, and so we show up. You know, the top of their car is below my the yeah. bottom of my window line, right. yeah. and you know, we yeah. drive up next to them and I say, they look, they're hey, 69 Camaro. They're like, who's this guy? What is he thinking? You, you want to go, bro? Yeah. And then, well, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. They, go, you they always go? say, I go, you want, yeah, you want to race for pink slips, but of yeah, course, yeah. I, I don't have the heart to give her up. Yeah, in right. case something went wrong, <laughs> yeah, right. so yeah, right. you can't do that. But uh, so you know, the, I had a lot the, of fun with it. The question I was going to ask, uh, to your point a second ago, um, why a supercharger instead of turbocharging? What I mean, do you, um, what, it was definitely the big a decision. For you guys? It, it was a decision that we needed to make. You know, it's 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 uh, a little bit which way you feel you want to go, and um, we just felt the supercharger would be more straightforward, if you will, and also. Uh, because of the configuration of the car, we were able to just barely fit it in. Uh -huh. um, we never really even tried to fit the turbos in, but you probably have to do a twin turbo system, uh -huh. and then you also need intercoolers. Right. And um, we probably wouldn't be able to fit it in the car. I okay. think it was a space issue, but I think also there was something about, you know, Big Red being sort of a classic American muscle car, and the supercharger just felt right. Right, right, know? right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. European cars get turbocharged. Yeah, American muscle cars get yeah, supercharged. supercharged. Right. And, and, you know, as luck would have it, like you said, you know, I mean, it's got a full NASCAR tube chassis in it, so you know, plumbing in space is a little bit at a premium. Yeah. But the original designer, Bill Osborne, who built the car, actually set the engine about 12 inches back towards the driver and about oh, 9 wow. inches down okay. to obviously weight. And conveniently... That left a lot of room in front of the crankshaft for the transmission that drives the Procharger. Yeah, right. uh, uh, what size are we running? Uh, a, a, a3, a, a3 Procharger. So a lot of real estate there in front. Not right. a lot of real estate on the out, on the sides for turbos and you know, wastegates and all that stuff. Yeah, it's kind of funny. If you look at the car now, you look at with the Supercharger on it, it looks like we, we custom built it yeah. perfectly to just set back the engine for just the amount of room we needed right. because we're... Now with the supercharger, we have barely any room in the front now. So yeah. it's uh, like he said, it was kind of a lucky thing, and it just turned out that way. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah. And, and, I mean, being able to work that out, like you said, um, space becomes a premium whenever whenever you're inside of a limited space, like an engine compartment. Well, especially if you want the car to look like a stock '69 Camaro, because that's it. You, you know they want higher rise intake manifolds. You yeah. start putting the supercharger on it, you know, you start doing all this stuff, and now all of a sudden it's coming out of the car. Exactly. RJ has exactly. a lot of sacred cows with big red. Yes. One of them is he, if he had, if he could, but he'd always run the stock two-inch cow hood. That had to go away, uh, you know, when they yeah. wanted to go faster. But it's uh, there's a few things like that to just, you know, well, because that's why the fans love the car so much. Because, you know, a, a Corvette or a GT40 with a big turbo on it, a big wing on the back, yeah. goes 260 miles an hour. And Big Red clicks off a 230, at, you know, with a naturally aspirated motor, and they don't care about the turbo car. They care about Big Red. It's right. yeah. all motor, really true. Yeah. and it's a 69 Camaro. It should not yeah. be doing that, but it does. And, well, and, it, and it, you know, you see, a 69 Camaro is a car that people have driven in, people have owned, people it. are working on now. People come up to me and say, "Oh, I'm working on mine," you know, and I say, "Hey, yeah. good luck, you know, get it together." That's you it, know? man. But you know, Lamborghini. No, who's ever even driven one? You know what yeah, I mean? It's right. not something. Yeah. It's not I'd part like of to. their. Yeah, sure. Right. I mean, yeah. I'll take one. I'll drive it. But I mean, I've you know, it's one. not right. It's, it's not, not the, accessible. It's not accessible. Right. It's yeah. not yeah. the experience people had. Well, and no, the '69 Camaro. There's something about it where people like. I remember my dad had one, or I had one. Yep. Or, 
I worked on one, I sold one, I bought another one. And there was so one sitting in the garage a, for 20 years of my life. Yeah. Right. Right. Those things. And we get a lot of passion. And I think in a way, Big Red represents that uh, that dream project that a lot of guys started and some finished and some didn't finish. Exactly. It's that sort of one that someone brought to sort of perfection and at least tried to push the boundaries of what you can do with a car. And I always said I just didn't want to change the look too much. I mean, if you... You know, if you change it too much, you no longer have a 69 Camaro. That's it. And why would anyone care anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, we really try to keep it, keep the look to be well, the yeah, shape of the 69. Don't, you don't want to turn it into a novelty or a toy car or something like that that's like, hey, look at how crazy we can make stuff. That's something that goes right back to what we were saying before you all joined us. I was actually saying that myself, that, like, as someone who loves classic cars, I'd much rather have a nine, $10,000 beater than a thirty, forty thousand dollar car with an eight thousand dollar paint job that I can't drive on a Saturday. Right, right. You know, right, it's yeah, just going to be garage kept yep. the whole time. Right. You know, I think like, you bring up a great point. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the magic is getting the the cars back to original. You know, having exactly. all the same numbered parts. You know, even yeah. when people talk about the original paint or painting it, painting it the original color, so it has well, that original look. And that's something to be brought up. How how original is Big Red as far as the engine goes? Is it a matching serial number to body, all that kind of stuff? I've gone oh, through no. a, a lot of effort to <laughs> keep the car looking like a '69 Camaro, but yep. in all but honesty, the hood, it's, yeah, it's, there's not much the under motor. the not much under the okay, under okay. the skin. That's but it is a stock steel body. It's uh, GM fenders. They're yep. not even aftermarket fenders. And uh, we run a carbon fiber hood, and we just put on a carbon fiber deck lid with this new restoration we're doing on it. Just trying to take a few pounds off. Right. That's it. But you can still knock on the fenders and the doors. Yeah, metal and fenders. All steel. Glass windshield at the at the angle that it was made from the factory. You know, people over the years, all of my crew guys are like, hey, why don't we just lay the windshield down 10, 15 degrees and go make a huge difference? And I go, yeah, but you won't have you won't have big red anymore. Yeah, yeah, you know? it won't so, be a 69. You know, yeah, because yeah, you'll look like a, at it and you'll tell that we pancaked it out and you'll see it. and then it will no longer be that car that that yeah. guy worked on in his garage when he was younger and not right. to take away anything from guys that are doing pro mod and oh, no, stuff no, like absolutely. that it's just really another thing yeah. Yeah. well and that was the point that I was making is that you know whenever you're doing these restorations whenever you're doing mods um, you really have to consider the market that you're going for and because the more mod you put into a resto like you can start losing market you can start losing interest from certain people you know, as cool as the new stuff is to put on it, it can be, it can kind Absolutely. of detract from what you're trying to do or really detract from the auction market that you're looking for. Or it can add a lot of value for people like me, which, yeah. you know, like I, I love classic cars, I always have, but you know, when I was walking through and I was looking at, I think it's this car right here actually, yep. this Chevelle, that's got a 527 in it. It is. It's just, I mean, it's like, like, I mean, it's just an absolute beast. It looks like a freak right. car. Like, I've always, I've always just been totally in tune with those sort of things. So, yeah. you know, yeah, there is no right or wrong. You no, know no, what no, I mean? No. I mean, the car world gearheads, you know, everyone has their own dream and their own passion they want to pursue. And, you know, Big Red is just one, one of those combinations. And, you know, it was something me and my dad came up with when I was a lot younger back in the late 80s. And, it's just been a great ride ever since. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we've got a few minutes before Heck we yeah. wrap up this segment um, for the hour. So tell us a little bit more about Big Red, the website, where people can go get, to get information about Project Hero, everything else. Josh? Well, if you've got a couple of minutes, I mean, you know, uh, kind of ironically, uh, RJ and I uh, produced a television series that actually aired on NBCSN last uh, July, August, and September. Uh, it was called Big Red, the Original Hour Racer. It started as a sort of just a passion project between he and I. Uh, I'm a filmmaker in Hollywood, and of course I read the article in Hot Rod Magazine back in the uh, 
February 1990 issue. Joe Pettit read the road in the car in Silver State. I contacted RJ about six years ago and said, ah, what do you think? And he said, let's do it. And uh, that ended up as this uh, series that ran on uh, the same network that we're, you know, you're watching me come on right now. Yeah, right. Um, and, uh, you know, the filming goes on. Will the, the, the ongoing uh, exploits of the original Outlaw Racer and the baddest, now fastest Camaro in the world, and 69 Camaro in the world, I said. That's right. And, um, you know, yeah, we've, we, we're going to launch a new website in about a week. Uh, it'll right. have a e-commerce store on it. You'll be able to pick up all your Big Red merchandise and things that you uh, Sweet. Yeah. put out. Sweet. at BigRedCamaro.com. Yep. All right. And, uh, you know, lots of uh, uh, probably a rebroadcast of the show, DVD coming soon. Obviously, all the VOD platforms, um, Hulu or Netflix, where we kind of find a home for it. And uh, and then, uh, you know, YouTube for, you know, bonus content and some, you know, quickie videos that we'll put out. and Look for us at uh, Pikes Peak this year, and then they go conquer some more of the straight mile stuff. Uh, Texas and uh, going back to Mojave with the EFI and try to keep that big motor together and yeah, right. bust out about a 260, 265 maybe they think it could be. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, awesome. we had some issues with the supercharger leaning the engine out, and so um, that limited you know, what, what we could do with it. I think we've, we've got that all worked out, at least we worked it out completely on the dyno, and I, I do expect us to come back and be able to go back to these mile and mile and a half events and beat 251. So nice. It'll be, be nice. Well, and please, nice. please, I'll, I'll give you all some contact Real info nice. as we wrap up here. I'd love to keep in contact with you guys, especially whenever y'all are here in Texas, stuff like that. Right. We'd love to be able to come out, yep. talk with y'all, check out the event, everything we've, else. We've already been talking to Shannon and Jay about October at the Beeville event. So, great, yeah. great. Nice. Well, yeah, we'd Real definitely nice. love to hop out there and check you guys out. These Texans are crazy down here. Oh, man, yeah. we are all about <laughs> racing, Kelly, dirt tracks, Kelly everything, Bice, man. Those guys with that GT40, he just clicked off a 279.9 a couple yeah. weeks ago in a mile. Holy yeah. crap. Crazy. Yeah. Well, wait, Big Red actually has the record at the Texas Mile for normally aspirated. Yeah. That uh, was 218. 217.1. Yeah, yeah wow. naturally aspirated with a dual quad tunnel ramp setup. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But we want to come back and compete for the, compete for the big times. I don't you know, be a question whether or not we can beat 279, but I'll, I'll certainly try. Well, we want you to keep coming back, and we want you to keep that Big Red hat on your head, guys, because that is an absolutely amazing thing to be running that kind of speed on a naturally aspirated engine. Yep. Well, it's thank absolutely you. absolutely phenomenal. We'll, we'll be there. And that, thank you guys for doing what absolutely. you do with uh, Project Hero and that. Most That's, definitely. I mean, people, yeah. people appreciate that. that. Appreciate that projects a lot. like that are absolutely heroes in my mind because we're really you're lucky. taking care of the people that take care of us. We're so. lucky to have the opportunity, and uh, Big Red salutes all you know, active service men and women and retired service well, men and women. And yeah, absolutely. As does Dudes and Beer. Guys, RJ, Josh with Big Red Racing, I cannot, cannot express how great it was to have you guys on today. Thank you so For much. Sure. Thank it you was an honor. So Thank you. Thank you guys. So Absolutely. Much. Absolutely. Checking it out. On that note, everybody, that wraps up this second part of the Dudes and Beer podcast live from the Mikam Auto Auction. Stay tuned. We will be back in 15 minutes after our oh, short man. commercial guys, break. Thanks for stopping by. Grab your beverages and turn up your interweb. Solving the world's problems 12 ounces at a time. It's Dudes and Beer. Yeah.